What is up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are rocking with Lyles Movie Files. Have a whole lot to talk about, including something I totally forgot to mention last episode, which was terrible, because what we did not talk about was great. So let's get started. What's up, little brother? I'm doing good. How are you, brother? I won't complain. The Patreon site says we were complaining a lot, so. Right, right, right. So if you you haven't been subscribing to the Patreon that does not exist, that's why. Jay King, what's up with you, man? Oh, awesome as usual, man. How are you? How's everybody? They're living the dream, man. They're living the dream. Um, Last week, I totally forgot. We got so caught up in the Ray Fisher drama. We didn't talk at all about The Walking Dead season finale. Walking Dead was a model of inconsistency with these bonus episodes of foolishness. For every good episode by Father Gabriel and Aaron walking and finding a crazy Robert Patrick and his demented twin, we had terrible, terrible episodes. But the season finale came through with the massive eraser to make me almost forget how crappy these bottle episodes were as we focused on Negan. They did this ridiculous setup, which on paper seems super confusing for a show that had been kind of shaky, where Negan just kept going and flashback and flashback and flashback, but it worked, and it was so good. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is like the MVP of the show now that everyone else has gone, and I just want to keep following him. Why they won't do a Negan spinoff instead of Carol and Daryl brooding through the woods is beyond me. Fellas, what did y'all think of this episode? Oh, James, you want to go first. Go for it. No, I, I was actually going to say uh, go to go to Javon, but I'll, I'll take All right, let's go to Javon then. <laughs> but Javon has the look on his eyes like, I want to rip it. So, yeah, go ahead, Javon. All right, go, Javon. He, well, guys, it's not so much that I want to rip it because, <clears throat> in all honesty, it was a solid, it was a good episode. Um, there were two few things that took away from it, and I get into that. But to to piggyback on Jeff's points, I think as I was watching the episode towards the very tail end, I sent everybody in my a group a text message saying that. You know, it's that moment you realize at the end of the episode that their best actor is the show's best actor current has been sitting in a cell for the, the better part of two and a half seasons. And this is how you roll him out and focus on him and make him an active participant in what's been happening. At the end of the season, the the, the going into the final season. What have you been doing all of this time, and why have you been holding one of the best performers on this show in, in a cage? Why hitting him? Not, and that's figured and being literally in, this, in in regard to the show. So they did themselves a great disservice. It's like realizing all of a sudden, holy shit, we got Steph Curry on the bench. I didn't know that. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, look, they have spent a lot of time focusing on characters that just never took off or you never really cared about their development. You never really cared about them. Like, why are we following Eugene and, and Ezekiel to the 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 land of the star, the stormtroopers? We don't. I don't care. You still haven't first order clarity on that. First, the first order. <laughs> Maybe this is the second order. Hey, Maybe it right. The derivative. <laughs> 
Oh man, but you know, it's like they they really did themselves a disservice by keeping Jeffrey D. Morgan, uh, that character, that actor, under wraps for so long. I, I understand that you know he he was Negan. He was one of the last great baddies of this this series. But to show his transformation and his turnaround, that should have been the central focus, especially when you gave us some pretty flimsy episodes over the last year and a half, two years, you know. Um, but Javon, to Javon, the episode, yeah. So the thing is that I was checking my DVR. The last episode that I had saved on there was when Negan killed Alpha because it focused on yeah. him. It is like, yes, every time. They put the when he's on him, there, he knocks it out of the park. He was like, yep, great episode. When they took away, when they put down that cartoony Negan persona, oh, yeah, put on your pee-pee pants and all that stuff, and stripped that down to get to a person, he was layered, complex, and and, and he's a great actor, so he's going to sell it, you know? Um, like, I... For example, I watched Shameless. I watched Shameless from start to finish, and I hate what they did to the show, but one of their missed opportunities, they had cast Jeffrey Morgan to play a Fiona, who eventually became a, a love interest of the star of that show, uh, Emmy Rossum's character, uh, Fiona. He was cast originally as that character, Sean, but I guess he, The Walking Dead came and he said, well, I'd rather be there than here, and they lost out, right? So with The Walking Dead gaining that, they had that character, they had that actor for that character, Negan, and instead of after his after him uh, being usurped as the big bad, instead of having these episodes that show a real transformation or connection to the group or establishing this connection, they kind of glossed over it and only brought them out when they needed them or when they really needed to, uh, I guess, when, when these episodes that they were focusing on other storylines and, and other characters, it's like, okay, well, now we write this Negan scene, and you should have been focusing on and keeping him a part of the mind the whole time. You really missed out. But for the episode itself, I do have, there's, there's just a, a few gripes that I had. Just a few gripes that I had. Um, this should have been two-parter. This should have been a two-hour-long episode of anything, right? Uh, we could have used more Negan backstory. I would have loved to have seen him as an asshole gym teacher. An asshole middle school gym teacher. Could you, I would have loved to have seen at least 20 minutes or 15 minutes of that, right? <laughs> I thought Ten it was more, a little please. too Ten brief. More. <laughs> right, right. I would have loved to have seen that because when we I when we get introduced to him, imagine him <laughs> imagine him doing a, a dodgeball game against the kids. How brutal that would have been. Dodgeball. <laughs> 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 Dodge boy, you little pussy. Stop crying. Um, I, when we got to see him in his life before the events of the apocalypse or what have you, he was a man child. He was a jerk in the basement playing at and vibing to his favorite song. He right? was trolling well, the kids. He was trolling the kids. <laughs> He's trolling the kids. Like, oh, He's cheating on his wife with her best right. friend. Right. $800 leather jacket and drove that asshole with no thing. job. <laughs> with no job. He was a jerk. I would have liked to have seen a little more of that, you know. Um, 
And my gripes about the episode were minor at best. You know, the, the story he tells at the end about wanting to hear their favorite song in a bar. It's like, come on, dude, that's a little aggro. You think it's, you're in a bar, but listen, that's, that's, listen, that's, that's petty. Listen. You you know that scenario is played off. Somebody's chilling at the bar. The woman wants to pop off with some random person. And it's like, ah, all right, oh, let me handle God. this. And that's what happened there. That 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 opens up a whole another book, Jeff. We should talk about that offline. <laughs> but um, you know, overall, it was a really good episode. It's unfortunate that it wasn't as long as it needed to be and should have been. Um, and like you said, we don't. Daryl and Carol really shouldn't get that much screen time going into this next season because we already know. We already know what's going to happen with them. They're going to make don't it out. Care. <laughs> they're going to make Don't worry, folks. They're going to be just fine. They we should, should just be focusing. Every episode with them in bubble wrap and a life jacket and a helmet and suit of armor um, where everybody else is in loincloths. Literally in a red shirt, just letting you know. All of them are fair game. A long red shirt, no pants, no shoes, so they can get tetanus. No, they, they should get killed from slipping on rocks. Anything, anything's fine. No, Daryl and Carol wear red jerseys. Red, no, hey, red jerseys from numbers one through nineteen. You already know. Don't touch the quarterback. These get these, right, they're safe. Right. right. The walk is like actually go around them. Hey, dude, I know you're under <laughs> a car on a cliff. Uh, <laughs> If any of us did not, like, lose our crap on watching that, it's like, seriously, a walker? You're going to go under a car to do some maintenance? And we are really supposed to take this seriously anymore? It's like, we judge ourselves for not turning this episode at this point off right now. Speaking of episodes and shows I want to turn off, The Flash is just about there with me. I am so (laughs) just about done with this show. And the problem is they were fine in their mediocre world for a long time, where it was just like, you don't have to be good, you just have to be CW show good. And they had distractions like Arrow and Supergirl as a buffer, where it's like, you didn't really notice how bad the quality gotten. But then, when Arrow was gone, and Supergirl went on hiatus, and Superman and Lois came in and were like, why do we have to stick to these whack rules of how y'all have been doing these shows? Let's do something different. And Legends of Tomorrow is just existing in its own separate universe and we'll do whatever the heck we wanted to and so they they just exist in their own fun world but flash i don't know what's going on i don't care about claritin uh zertex i don't care about her did nobody (laughs) explain her powers uh does she cure allergies i mean she's really good actually yeah and chester i'm so annoyed with him because i don't understand why they can't have a cool black guy who's into science, who's into technology without making him a stupid dweeb. They've already done this with Curtis. And Curtis drove me crazy on Arrow because it was like, this dude is one of the coolest dudes in DC Comics. And y'all have made him a punchline just so Felicity could still look cool, even though she was incompetent compared to him. I mean, could she make a microchip and make people walk? No. No, after one day and not and yeah. give her the patent because guess what? Right. You should just have it. Yeah, because I right. cured you from being per, per, paralyzed, but yeah, 
you should have my company as well as Ray Palmer's company because just for reasons. Trash. Um, and Chester's just lame. I mean, he, he, he seems like a character that would be right at home in the 90s. Oh, holy baby, Grogu. I'm like, dude, shut up. Just stop. You're black. <laughs> he's, he's so terrible. He seems so out of place in the show. I feel like Grant Gustin just wants to go home and go somewhere else. He's just stopped caring about the Barry Allen haircut. He's like, listen, I've got a movie that I haven't even signed up for yet, but it's coming. My agent says it's arriving any day now, and my hair needs to look like this. And he's like, he's taking long stretches away from every episode. He puts in the Flash costume for maybe like three minutes, and he's like, yeah, okay, cool. He's disinterested. They got this stupid subplot where the Speed Force, which I swear was killed off earlier, is now back, still in his mother's face. And I don't understand that at all. And now she wants to act like his mother. It's like, why? 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 And why does Iris get two minutes of screen time every episode? Also, Caitlin Killer Frost, so over it. I was over it the second they split them. And I was that that was that episode where I was like, I think I like the direction Flash is going in. And then they went to that scene and was like, ooh, I hope they don't mess that up. And they've messed it all up. It's a disaster of epic proportions. You're right. They somehow managed to take the most boring regular character and double down on her scenes, which was not needed. And in last night's episode, they butchered and bastardized one of the all-time best Flash stories that tells the origin of Captain Cold as he fights Chilblain. And they just tossed it in to Killer Frost because they killed off Captain Cole. I ran it for too long. Jace, what are you, what's your thoughts on this? Okay, so I think a couple podcasts ago, you guys started to hear my losing interest with Flash. And each subsequent episode of Flash has hit, hit me with the points. Like, I, you guys had a year and a half almost to make a competent, um, series. I mean, like a season, I'm sorry. And it's just like, they have just decided we're not going to do that. We're not, again, we're hitting exactly all our CW high points of after season three, we never focus on the main hero. We are going to have some love triangle BS of if we didn't finish that off in the first two seasons. We're going to add way too many sub characters that you don't care about. And let's see how long you actually really want to stay with this. I literally, Okay, so I was watching, like, a video on YouTube. Literally, like, there's a meme channel about how bad the CW is. And I'm just like, I can't – I have to admit, I made this point. I'm just frustrated because it's like – like how you were saying with, uh, gosh, whatever, Curtis 2.0. Chester. Chester, whatever. I mean, it's just like – I remember, like, what was it? Last season when we said, hey, there's a black dude writing for the show. And he's, I mean, like executive producer, he's going to make it so, you know, you got black dudes, you know. It can be cool. Like, even like science. Like, hey, this is a dude who's not Curtis 2.0. He's like, hey, you know, I'm a little weird, but I love science. But, again, that makes no damn sense because Barry Allen's a scientist. Uh, Cisco's a scientist. Caitlin's a scientist. You don't need any more scientists. They have the whole gamut of science covered. So having him in here as a regular makes no sense. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe you guys are you introducing these new characters to get rid of the older characters. 
No, we've decided to split off one of our older boring characters and make them two boring characters. Awesome. And we're going to have Cisco, like talked about, and his girlfriend who supposedly works at a newspaper. She never shows up. But doesn't. I'm sorry. Iris is, like, half the time, Iris is in the Flash thing instead of covering a story. Like, how do you not, like, again, Superman and Lois is like, hey, put Lois in a whole different arena. We have the set already made. Put her there. Iris, I know we got that citizen set, but we don't really need to use that. No, we'll just stay in this one camera on this crap today. Your perfect idea. And it's just like, it's like, hey, can you guys trim the cast? I hate to see people lose jobs. I mean, especially in a pandemic world. But there's too many people here. Joe is like gone. He he can't even give fatherly advice. You know, you know the the good wise sage anymore. He's just. Hey, how you doing? Thanks. It's a wrap. I'll be back later. And we have who is the villain of the, who is the focus of the scene? Not introduced yet. I mean, I spent so much time wrapping up Mirror Monarch, and it's like, oh right, we need to come up with a new bad guy. But yeah, we're gonna just introduce these forces, and this is based off of the comic book that was you know just recently in the Rebirth era, and that was really cool the way they did it. This is some Cliff Notes version that's not working because it's it feels lazy and lame. Yeah, and, and, and Speed Force, come on, like seriously, that's just like an extra motherly force. Who's, hey, it's like why? Oh, and like, there's a point. It's like I've moved. Like one of the parts of last season was Barry Allen moving on from the death of his mother, and now we have the Speed Force. It is his mother figure. I'm sure he would be like, get the hell out of my house. Like, Iris, really? Yeah. Why does, why does Iris think this is a good idea? She's like right. totally toned up, like, oh, I didn't realize that would make you upset, Barry. Sorry. Are, you mean you, if you my dead... wanted to make you some of your favorite food from childhood? Yeah. You mean if my dead mother, who actually left me and, you know, I thought was a crackhead and raised Wally and didn't tell us, was actually in the house, it was a sweet force, I wouldn't welcome her in the house? What the heck? Man. Who is me? And it also feels weird that they're calling the speed force Nora after his mother and his dead daughter uh, and their dead daughter. Yeah. We forgot about her dead daughter because we're going to introduce uh, Bart Allen later on this season. So seriously, Nora didn't happen. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Now Javon, I was, I was feeling still pretty good about my walking dead show. Right. And I have my DVR and it's kind of looking at me like, yo dude, you're filling up. And I've got these new episodes of Fear the Walking Dead. You gonna watch these jokers or what? I mean, there is a cancel, delete, and cancel upcoming show. So hey, let me watch this. Let me watch this first episode on deck from Fear the Walking Dead that I haven't watched. So it's season six. That's the current one, right? And the episode that I watched was the key. And this is an episode focusing on my man John Doe. And he is basically the Negan. Of Fear the Walking Dead, where anytime they focus on him, it's not just a good episode, it's a great episode. And I'm looking on IMDb, and it is the second highest ranked episode of the series. It was so good. And it scares me because there have been a few more episodes uh, since then. But that episode, so great. I kind of feel like this series, much like The Walking Dead, knows the characters that work and just decide. 
I think we should focus on other characters too. Have you been watching Fear the Walking Dead? And should I keep watching? I have, and I think you should, because Fear the Walking Dead. I don't know if any of you all out there felt this way or watched either of these two shows still. But there was a point in time, somewhere around, I want to say, 2009, 10, where American Dad became funnier and better than Family Guy. It was more than just its, uh, I guess, knockoff or what have you. It, it had life and legs of its own. And that's kind of where we've been with Fear the Walking Dead for the last almost two seasons. It's a better show than the walk dead and part of that is because i know i've mentioned this before is fear the walking dead even with the ad of of, of um morgan uh, uh um, morgan and even uh what's my man's name dwight um dwight dwighty boy <laughs> um even with the addition of those two guys that show still is not caving in under the it's it, it's not nearly collapsing under the weight of its own success where they can't take real chances uh or they can't go in different that make sense or would even judge the viewer to say oh no wait what's going on i i don't like the fact that my favorite character could be dying or or is dead or what have you nick i mean the walk Dude, the show got so much better. I was so much more interested in that show when they killed Nick. I said, now I can yeah. watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> Nick was like the enabler for every bad subplot. You know, Nick decides to do yeah. this, and Madison's going to do this dumb thing. Nick decides yeah. to do this. And it's like, once they killed him off, Nick decides to be an idiot. Yeah. Oh, surprise. Nick's an idiot. All right. But no, that show is becoming a better show because it doesn't. It's not collapsing under the weight of its own success. It can, it can, it can be adventurous. It can, it can take and, and go in different. It can take different directions, go in different directions, and no one's really immune from anything. We're just watching. This is how it always should have played out. But there are one or two characters that are very essential to what's happening. But you don't have characters who are immune from. Anything. They're just they they they're walking around in bubble wrap. It's very precarious. It, it can happen at any given moment. I mean, you look hey, at the principal characters from season one too. Mm-hmm. Hey, the thing with with Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead was Fear the Walking Dead started off with trash, terrible characters. They had two good ones, Strand mm-hmm. and Salazar. It's, and it's Salazar. The rest of the cast, or the father, he was pretty decent, but um, it was kind of the thing of He's too decent and honorable to stick around long in this show because they don't care. They just cut their own stuff. Right. And Walking Dead started off, they were just swimming in gold with their characters. It was like, we have so many good characters. We've got Carl, exactly. we've got Rick, we've got Shane, we've got Glenn, we've got, uh, I don't want to say Andrew because she sucks. We've got Carol, <laughs> we've got, you know, the season two editions, Maggie, Beth. Herschel. Daryl. Huh? I mean, we had Daryl. We had. Um, yeah, Daryl and Merle. I mean, yeah. they had so uh, many Lynn, characters. Yeah, Merle, uh, yeah. And, and it was like, well, who can, who can forget T Dog? But they had so <laughs> the many characters where it was like, yeah, I don't know if we could kill these guys off. And they kind of set up this thing, well, we Not should either. keep these people around. We should keep these people. We can't kill all mm-hmm. these great characters. 
And they were able to sustain that model, killing off some just to keep you on guard. Like when he killed Lori, it was like, whoa, who saw it coming? Yeah. Didn't read the yeah. Um, but then it was uh, this holding pattern of, well, we got to keep all of these characters. And like the only real shake And let's introduce Glenn and Abraham. That's it. And let's introduce characters that we can easily kill after we've delved yeah. into or introduced them into the cast and maybe a season passes or, or what have you, the right. next season, uh, and then we can kill them off without feeling too bad about it, right? Mm-hmm. You're invested, but not that much. It's like, <clears throat> remember, we killed, I mean, when they killed about Carl, I mean, I, I remember Jerome was like, he's in alive in the comic book. What the hell are y'all doing? Like, you guys have fertile ground to go with this Negan Carl story, and you decided to give us Carol and Daryl. The and crazy now, thing was Carol was killed off so early in the comic book. It is like dude, was she killed off like Andrea was. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, was she like kind of swapped for Andrea? Andrea was like the superhero in that show. I mean, they didn't in the comics. She wasn't like like how they do with a lot of the CW women, where they're unfallible, unflappable. They just do everything right. She was a well-rounded, well-developed character who had a lot of nuance to her. It was just, the show just made her one note, and that one note was so terrible that it was just, please kill her off. Yes, they killed her off, because she's stupid. Yeah. yeah, it was like if they had actually had a vote, like, hey, will will Andrea live or die? Everyone would have been died. Yeah, everyone would have called in, dialed the 1-800, please kill her off, because she was terrible, awful character. Um, so another thing that I was talking about with the CW shows about how they could be in their model of mediocrity for a while. And it was, okay, this is what we have. This is the bar for our superhero shows. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started getting really good and was like, well, S.H.I.E.L.D. is the best comic book series out there. And, but it was one show and it was, it suffered because it was kind of, but not really incorporating everything that was happening in the MCU, which was such a wider universe and they could only do with so much. But the Falcon and Winter Soldier does not have those limitations. It does not have an iota of those restrictions. And it is leading to the best TV movie we've ever seen. It's so good. It has so many different layers, elements. Everything that happens with characters makes sense. It's like when AO shows up, we want Zemo. It's like, of course y'all will want Zemo. This Joker killed your king. And there's no questionable thing like, why are they doing this? Why is this happening? Everything is like, yep, 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 this checks. I, in this last episode that they had, I was, was like four o'clock and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my gosh, they are doing so much stuff in this one hour. I can't believe it. It's just, they don't care about shattering your expectations or going into what you expect like when the Dora Milaje show up and it's like oh they should lay these jokers down and they proceed to lay these jokers down Ao's like yo we gave you that arm why would you think we don't know how to take care of that arm <laughs> it's like nah dude just just sit back down relax and, and big thing that the MCU has always done well Sam a black dude He's not treated like a punk. He's not the backup. He's not the support guy. He's not the, 
well, I'll see what happens while all these other characters lead the story, and I just happen to be along for the ride. And he's like, no, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. No, this is not going to happen. Even against the Dora Milaje, he's the only dude that doesn't get punked out. And it's like, yes, because if he's going to be Captain America, he can get punked out by just anybody. Super secret soldier serum or not. And John Walker was perfectly done in that scene. He was like, they didn't even have, they weren't even super soldiers. And he's a military dude who's gotten along with his rah-rah on the military guy. He's like, I'm Captain America, so I'm so much more emboldened with my, you know he would have a, I, I stand for the flag. I kneel for the cross. He he would totally be rocking that T-shirt. He would have a Kaepernick jersey crossed out on his bumper sticker. He would so be that dude and be like, yo, my best friend is black. I'm not racist. He would 100% be this guy. You know, he would have a dusty MAGA hat chilling in his closet. And he would still try to convince himself he's down for America. I've got a Latina white. Dude, I'm all about America. Dodge, but Dodge 1500 with the lift kit and the flags all in the oh, back. Absolutely. He would still be this dude. And, and he just walks around like, yo, I'm Captain America, son. And this humble pie that the Dora Milaje served him up was so like, here, keep eating. You're not done. Oh, no. We're going to tell you when to stop eating. You're going to be sick off of this, son. It was so great. And I mean, he had the look of a defeated man, like somebody who was walking around in the Capitol in a shaman outfit, learning that he's not getting a free get out of jail card. It was amazing. So completely amazing. Jace, before I go any further, what did you think about it? Honestly, I, again, as we say, like, I think we said it before, WandaVision has this like slow buildup and then it gets very good. And I still say you should watch it episode by week by week. But this show, I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't care how you watch this show. I mean, just like that last scene where you see John Walker after getting punked out because they don't even have super serum and they beat me. It was such like his fragility on that was perfect. It's like he thinks he's entire. I mean, it's like. Someone handed me the mantle that I have never earned. So perfect. Like the guy who got it because the guy who earned it gave it to him. He's now it wasn't his to begin with. But me who was just handed it, no matter what shady crap I did it did to get it, it's mine. And I'm not even no humility to it. He when he gets punked out, and then just like instantly, I got to go with the super serum because I can't do it like anybody else and I don't want to please give me this edge that if it was only my edge I'd be awesome him getting I mean his scene where he's literally like beats I mean he he beats the guy to death and he's like ah and then everybody and like the title of the episode the world is watching was perfect because he's like sitting there and he's like Sam I mean Sam is like this is why Cap told me never to I deserve this show and not give this up. And it was like, yeah. it was like easily like, this is on me because I never, this should, never should have happened. Right, right. And, and like, I think I that is what's so good about it because it's like, Absolutely. we're showing, they have done so much work to show you why 
Because it's like, they could have done the easy route with the show and just had Sam as Captain America to start. And people like, he's not my Captain America. And that would have been fine. But they went back and said, no, here is why it's important. That here's what, what Cap saw or Steve saw all that time in his best friend, Sam, that would make him the perfect person to carry the shield. Even if he didn't think he was ready, even if he didn't think that he was good enough to be Captain America, he had the right heart, the loyalty, and just the I'm going, I'm down for my people and everybody because he was he always was, down for them. It wasn't just his people. It was like it, it was very much like Cap kind of knew. So hey, the world has changed from 1940. It now is a very different. It is literally multicultural. It cannot just be the blonde-haired white guy being the torchbearer for America. He, he's got a good heart. He understands. I mean, like, I mean, like him early on where he's like, his family is trying to basically hold on to their business. And he's like, Hey, I'm, you know, Sam. And they're like, yeah, can I get a picture? But we're still not giving you a loan. And it was just like, this loan, dude. It's like, like, and you know, it's like very much like cap. I mean, you know, cap when he got that loan, it, but it was very much like <laughs> struggle. And, yeah. and it was like, struggle it was, is real. And, and it was like kind what of, you know, said, like somebody said, like Cap, when he was defending Wanda, he's like, hey, she's only a kid. You can't just drag her out because she was given power way beyond what she is used to and just drag her out of Avengers Man. And then the exact same thing that uh, Sam says, he's like, when he sees Carl, he's like, she's got way too much power. You've got to, she's done wrong, but you cannot just instantly throw her in jail, do whatever process you want to do because you that was the family of you guys not her and it's Javon, like what, Javon, what are you saying? oh no that jason kind of you encapsulated that when you said about sam you know going back to that point he represents what our new america looks like not just as a black man but as a look this is where we're the genie's out of the bottle we'll never go back to this is uh, 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 <laughs> this is a very white bread, buttoned down, conservative uh, view of this is what we are now. And Sam encapsulated all of that because he is, he's a product of, and he's all the greatest qualities of what we have been manifested in what we have today. So it's it's great that they did that. They, 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 they captured that but what they also captured was meathead <laughs> was this meathead doofus operating on sheer entitlement alone, which was too much like life imitating art. That, that's yeah. really all I wanted to say about that. Yeah. And I think what's also really cool is that they haven't ignored what we learned about Sam when we first met him, that he was working with this council group. He knows that PTSD of Hey, how do I adjust to this new life? And now he is literally walking in it because he's done it before as a soldier who had to come back to the real world. And then as a one of these millions of people who was blipped out of existence, they came back five years later having to find their place in a world that's moved on without them. And that whole deal is amazing. Like, you know, we saw it in Infinity War. It was like, that's crazy. And then that moment in Endgame where it's like five years later, it's like, whoa, we don't have a lot of time to process what that means in those five years, how those people who stayed behind 
dealt with life and reality after that. We saw it from the Avengers perspective. We need to beat Thanos, and we need to figure out some way to get everybody back. But Remember, like, who- even like Far From Home, like kind of took it like from a high school perspective. Like, hey, I used to be 16, now I'm 21, but really you aren't 21. You haven't been here for five years. But now it's like the adult perspective and like kind of WandaVision, we saw like um, Monica Rambeau coming back five years after being in her mom's hospital bed to her mom is dead for two or three years. And now- No, it was the people who were, um, who they had, the people who returned were like, hey, I left and you were 16 and now you're 21, you graduated. It wasn't that they aged during that time while they were blipped away. They were, they came back thinking like, hey, I woke up from a dream and wait, life has gone on five years later and so much stuff over high school would definitely change. People, they went to high school were done with college. Yeah, remember like the guy's like, he's like, hey, I'm six, I'm 21. He's like, no, you've been gone for five years. He's really 16. And it was just like kind of a joke almost in that perspective. But then it's like adults, it's like, yo, people, life has moved on. Like how Carla was like, hey, there were people asking people to work because there weren't enough people. Like we were good until all of y'all came back. There was no borders. Everybody was just trying to maintain. And now all of y'all came back trying to put the genie back in the bottle and that's not working. And Sam is like, hey, we got to figure out how to make it come together. I think that's one of the brilliant things of this show. Yeah, I think- I'm sorry, isn't it going to be just like when we get back to normal in real life? Yeah, I think this show is so timely on so many levels where it's just like, you already started to see it now. I can do whatever the heck I want to do. I've got my vaccination. I haven't got my vaccination, but who cares? I don't want to wear a mask anymore. Everything's back to normal. And it is amazing seeing all this stuff play out. We got mass shootings again. And, you know, life is back to normal. And it's just like, okay, well, that, that didn't last very long. That whole year of retrospective and, hey, what do we learn from this? We're baking bread. But now let's, everything's back to the way it was. And it's, it's trash on so many levels. And at least with a show like The Falcon and Winter Soldier, we know the good guys will win in the end. And that's why I watch this kind of show, because at least we know the good guys will take it. But this show is amazing, and it also makes me so mad when I watch these CW shows like, you know, you had enough time to get better. And now Marvel Studios is coming to the TV game. It's like, work? This is what you bring bringing to the table? I'm to take that. I'm going to take this. And just uh, you sit in a corner and think about yourself and, and your attempts at comedy. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about how great your show is, but not actually get the stuff that actually makes you great. Yeah, but well, my favorite part is the CW shows, then talk about the streaming shows. Yo, The Mandalorian was so good. I can't wait for them to start saying, yo, Holy WandaVision. That's, that's going to be the part where it's like, you guys have gone too far because you admit they're much better than yours. Um, but yes, we've only got two more episodes of The Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm like, no, this is terrible. We need more. And hopefully we have a second season. And... I still don't know if I care about these movies. I just want more of these TV shows because they're so good and I get them every week. So where are you guys on that? You know, the interesting thing, I'm actually like how much I did. I think WandaVision was great is one season. But Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm really like, yeah, you guys have put so much groundwork in the MCU now that I really don't. I mean, I don't want to go to an Avengers movie where it's Captain America Sam is not treated like 
Captain America is saying. I want to see what he does to try and make the world better is the new Captain America. I don't think that they would do that because I think that Marvel Studios is smarter. I am very much looking forward, hoping that they do a announce the new uh, Avengers movie soonish, maybe after Fantastic Four, because I want to see what these new look Avengers would look like together. Because I'm excited about that uh, potential. Um, there is a petition going around right now on Change.org, and people want to see Marvel Studios recast um, Black Panther because. A long time ago, like we said, <laughs> that um, should retire the role of Black Panther, and not out of who cares about Chadwick Boseman dying, but just because that character is too important and just sideline and go, well, out of respect, we can't put him on. It's like, no, <laughs> we need that character still, and he's too important to retire him, like Iron Man and Captain America, Steve Rogers, and Black Widow, Natasha. What are you guys on this, Javon? I agree, <clears throat> because with all of those characters you named, I mean, not just for the sake of the movies, they did have full arcs. They did have full stories told. We just got an introduction to Black Panther, and we can't close the door on it yet. And it, it is too important of a character, not just to the MCU, but to a certain demographic of the MCU's fan base. <laughs> it it no, and, and, and honestly, you know, it, I, I understand. I can't imagine anybody playing, anyone else playing that character but Chad Bozeman. It's hard, but at some point, someone else played Spider-Man. Someone else is going to play Iron Man more than likely in the future of the MCU. It's going to happen because the character itself isn't erased from the Marvel Comics overall universe, right? Um it's going to happen, but they, they have a hard task ahead of them of who to cast. I did think at some point <clears throat> that instead of spitballing uh, uh, actors and, and, and seeing what landed, I know that Daniel Kaluuya and, and others will be mentioned, but I like the idea of his sister taking over the role. I do like that idea because it introduces a, a another female character, another woman of strength and power into the MCU as a prominent figure. You know, the, thing the only about thing Widow, about that one though is that they mm -hmm. have. I don't like the idea of replacing a strong black man with a strong black woman because I don't think they need to be mutually exclusive. Like we could have a strong black woman and a strong black dude on screen together like they did in the yeah. first Black Panther, and they're introducing mm -hmm. Monica Rambeau as a new superhero we've seen in WandaVision. They've got Riri Williams. Mm -hmm. Riri, I can't ever say her name right the first time. They intentionally made her name a tongue twister. Riri Williams is going to be Ironheart, and she's basically going to be the next generation Iron Man for the MCU. So they've introduced two new ones. And you know we're going to get Storm at some point because that's just mm -hmm. dumb not to. So I don't want Black Panther, who is traditionally a black dude, one of the few. I mean, if you go maybe like, hey, who are the top black superheroes that are dudes in the Marvel Universe? You're probably not going to go past two or three for Black Panther. Maybe you go Falcon and War Machine and then Black Panther 
or maybe more likely Black Panther first. And given that prominence, I don't think that they should recast him as a woman, even though there is a comic book basis for it. And I understand that, <clears throat> but even if it were, and I hate to say fill in, I just think that's the most logical choice that she would have to fill in for if it came to that. Um, I just, who do you, that's the part of it that's so hard. Who do you, who do you cast in that role and who would even want to take that role right now? Who would want that role right now? Who would want to replace Heath Ledger as Joker? I mean, they got uh, Thank you. Oscar winning <clears throat> actor to replace Heath Ledger basically, as Joker. And he played him as Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, he played him so different that people were like, well, you certainly made your own take. And then Joaquin Phoenix was like, well, I'll go ahead and win another Oscar playing him. So I think that there's somebody who's like, yo, I could do this. I'm not going to be intimidated. I'm just going to put my own spin. I'm not going to try to do my Chadwick Boseman impersonation. I'm just going to take my own take on him. And that's the way to go. I don't think they should retire so. They shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. I, I got it. My go-to whenever they say we should, who should we cast? Lakeith Stanfield. Done. Done. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. I mean, Lakeith Stanfield, he gets the job done in any movie. So if he wanted to bulk up, he could do it just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jace, Army of the Dead is coming to Netflix. And you know my love of Dawn of the Dead. This is this is my Zack Snyder movie that I'm like, listen, I will go to bat with anyone who says that movie's bad, and I will go, no, this is a great zombie movie, and he did who it great. Who said it was bad? Dude, I'm just saying. I'm just that. I'm about to say, I'm about to get offended. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up my Harley Quinn mallet and just start boom. But yeah, I'm so excited about Zack Snyder going back to zombie world. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And they're apparently going to be smart zombies. It's going to be a heist movie, too. And it's got Dave Batista in a zombie movie. I mean, Batista, I mean, he's going to rip heads off and all kinds of craziness. Amari Hardwick's in this movie. I, I cannot see this movie fast enough. This will be my great disappointment if this is bad. Are you looking forward to this one? As it, I mean, like, we, I, I, it, one of the best zombie movies, uh, of the last, like, let's say five, ten years, was Dawn of the Dead and Train to Bushin. Train to Bushin's getting a sequel. It's good. Zack Snyder coming back to even an area of potential zombie, I mean, Dawn of the Dead world. You can't, I mean, like, that made, like, Uncle, I mean, what was his name? Uh, what was Uncle Phil from uh, Modern Family? He was the jerk of that movie. He was awesome in that movie. I mean, if you can't say, hey, I want to give this guy the keys back to that kind of world, you're just not paying attention. I just, like, he wants to do it. No problem, man. You want to have it in theater? Uh, tell me what month you're going to do that. I'm at issue. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, dude, it's going to be on Netflix. You have to go nowhere. Oh, man. Do you understand how good I'm going to be? Just like, uh, what day is that on? Tell me what time it gets dark over here, because I'm so one. <laughs> Second the lights go dark, it's time for this. Turn the air conditioning down. We're going to be rocking this joint old school video game style, like enjoying it. <laughs> Javon, you feeling this one too? 
Absolutely. I mean, look, anytime you got a good zombie movie <clears throat> on the horizon, I'm there. You know, even if it's bad, I don't care. Like I saw, um, what was the one that they did after Dawn of the Dead? Was it after Dawn of the Dead? You're talking World With, War Z. Uh, John Leguizamo. No, that not that trash. That Brad Pitt rooting at the camera for two hours. <laughs> yeah. no. Are you talking about like the one this that one like, had John Leguizamo in it? Oh, okay. John Leguizamo and uh, Simon, whatever that guy's name is, he was in The Mentalist. I think that was the name of that show. And it was uh, there. They it was it was weird. It was I tried to follow it, but it just it wasn't enough action. It was too much drama. And I was like, yeah, this ain't it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Zombie movie is real basic. Don't don't change up the formula. Don't change the formula. Get killed. And the best part about uh, Dawn of the Dead, a man, Zack Snyder, people are like, oh, he's just catering to minorities now. Nah, dude, he was all about that in their first movie. Ving Rhames had a prominent role. And Makai Pfeiffer, before he was future, he was with with Leticia. Who is Latina? Yeah. So I mean, yo, recognize. I can't wait for this movie. Another movie that I cannot wait dropped a new trailer today, and it was amazingly insane. I mean, I'm watching this movie like they don't care anymore, and I love that they don't care. They're pulling out super magnets. <laughs> I'm talking F9, Fast Nine, whatever the heck the title of this movie is. It's the ninth installment of the Fast and Furious. I am so there, fellas. This trailer is stupid. <laughs> I'm like, we got trucks flying, we've got cars, we've got a freaking space shuttle. I mean, Tej is in a space suit. And Nisha, I'm like, yo, whatever. I'm signing up. Just tell me when I'm there. I don't care. I don't need any plot. I mean, y'all brought Honda. <laughs> we got John Cena coming up in there. They are literally hopping off of buildings, flying into each other. We got Letty hopping off, doing an Avenger Black Widow move, coming from the balcony, crashing down into Chinatown with a neon light. I'm like, yes, more of all of this. Javon, what do you think, man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I asked y'all earlier. I don't even know what are these movies about anymore. No, they, they were illegal street racers. <laughs> They're now spies slash agents slash super thieves slash X Men. I don't know what is going on anymore with these movies, and I doubt that anybody else does. But we don't care. Like, look, when I saw the trailer for the, the Fast and the Furious, where somebody, I think it was The Rock reached out of the car when they were driving around Antarctica and smacked the torpedo out of the way. I said, that is so ridiculous that I want to see that in slow motion. <laughs> it's so ridiculous that I had, I got to see this. But that's, look, this is why you go to the movie. Suspension of, of, of reality, man. Let's just suspend all disbelief. Let's go and be entertained. Sometimes you don't care how stupid it is or how much it doesn't make sense. There's a time and a place for the serious thinker piece or the the the, the drama or or what have you. Sometimes you just want to be entertained, and they have not stopped doing that yet. Hey, I don't no. go to Mars for the next one for Fast Ten. What the hell? Go to Mars. <laughs> Do a Saints Row style. You oh, know, just keep they, they can run into Jason in space. <laughs> Why not? 
if they introduce like the the fast crew against like the predator or something like that or xenomorph i would be all for it oh my god i'd be they all for it no aliens fast 10 and they team up with god. jason x <laughs> man i would love that yes <laughs> but let's you know what's get, crazy let's get you weird said, with it let's go and that text you were like i don't even know anymore i'm like this is a the movie franchise that has learned the subtle art of the drift pivot where we we can adjust to what people care about oh y'all like uh street racing we got you because that was like the era of biker boys and like oh it's all extreme and they did that then it was like oh you just want a straight action movie like a sort of like a john wick because i think it was a little bit before then we got you covered on those first uh one three and four oh Y'all are feeling these superhero movies. Bet. Now we're just going to go yes, Ocean's we're. 8 heist movie style and a little action because y'all didn't have that in the Ocean's movie. So we're going to do that. Now we're going to go James Bond meets the Avengers. And y'all are going to be like, yep, I'm exactly there. Like, I'm this is the cool. only franchise that has shown the ability to evolve with the times. Everything else just sticks and does what they do. And if it doesn't work for a while, we just reboot it. DC Comics not looking at you. These guys are just like, yep, we're we're keeping everything. Oh, yeah, they've adjusted with the movie going times. We're going to give you what you want to see. And what I like about them is that, look, it's all action all the time. You are not going to be bored while you're watching this movie, period. We're not going to talk you to death. There's not going to be a 30-minute pause of action where we're getting real heavy in the dialogue. No, let's blow something up real quick. That, that may be that's what I love of Ben Diesel trying to win an Oscar, but after that, it's like <laughs> yeah, because they know. Look, you, it's like yeah, give that man an Oscar. Cause the, you know, cause they know you can't sell any tickets with Ben Doing Ben Diesel talking like this for at least, I don't know forty five minutes of Ben Diesel dialogue. That sells no tickets. You gotta blow something up. And they blow so much stuff up. James, what do you think about this trailer? Uh, honestly, I was just, I'm, I'm half expecting, like you said, like going to Mars. I don't know if you guys ever saw like a play, uh, was it Saints Row, Got Out of Hell, or Saints Row. I'm just expecting them to go with ridiculous, like they're all going to be plugged into the Matrix. Big D's is going to get superpowers. Tess is going to be a super hacker. I expect, I don't know what they're going to do. And I'm just like, again, I am here for it. <laughs> it's like, I expect y'all. Because, I, like I said, I, like in our group text, like, I literally watched uh, Beta the Furious today. I'm just like, yes, they can be the submarine. Yes. I, 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 you know, I, I believe it. Hey, they can, you can go to another country and figure out how to use their sledge. I mean, like, their uh, cranes. Yes. I, I mean, you have to crane. I, you know, I totally, all plausible. I mean, and this is before Jason Statham, I mean, after Jason Statham takes, uh, camera that can figure out where are you, wherever you are in the world and then we still have problems finding cypher which i don't care listen when when rock bust out the cast by flexing and it proceeded to lift a drone machine gun i was like this movie this series has crossed into a level of ridiculousness that is so amazing i can i will never hate on these movies they, no. there's no bad plot for a fast and furious movie and, and the funny, and, and, and you actually hit it right, because it's like, we all know, hey, 
if you wanted serious action movie, you probably should have jumped off at that. I mean, Fate of the I mean, no, I'm sorry. Fast and Furious. After that, after that, it was all being had. I mean, you can go to Brazil and not be the most wanted criminals and destroy the whole damn city. Like, Yo, you can have you a gang pull, pull a gun on federal agents and they walk off. That was when I was like, you know what? Credibility you shot, but I don't care. Again, it was like, y'all are just so bad tailed and y'all can just shook federal agents. Y'all got it. I mean, hey, we, it, I think you said it's like, we have, you guys have evolved. And we have evolved with you on your ridiculous ride. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, you guys again. If you guys were amazing, hours, I'm on. So whatever. We're good. All right. It's an action orgy, and you just need that sometimes. Sometimes that's all you need. All right, fellas, it's that magical time. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week, bro? Who you got? Uh. Uh, <laughs> trying not to go with my uh, real dummy of the week. Um, I actually am going to say I'm going to hold. A, I don't have a particular dummy of the week this week. Okay, JK, you got one. I got a, a, a ass hat of the week um, and a dummy of the week. Sorry, I'll start with the ass hat first. Mm-hmm. Um, my my ass cap of the week is um, our buddy, the drill sergeant, Jonathan, uh, wears his butt on his head, whatever his last name is, drill sergeant from South Carolina, who accosted a young black teen walking through his neighborhood. And one of the things that he says to the kid is, I never seen you around here. I know my neighbors. I never seen you. You're a tight knit community. If you're so tight knit, you would have known that this kid lived in the neighborhood longer than you had. Um, that it's all a part of that privilege. It's all a part of that. Just I'm proud to be an American. Besides, no, I'm Perea. Hey, the lift kick, Dodge truck, the the all of these things that these guys represent, man. That. I'm America, and I'm, I'm. It just looks like me, and that's all I wanted to look like, dude. You guys got to stop. The world is changing around you. Get used to the idea. Every black man walking through your neighborhood, every young black teenager you see, doesn't want anything from you. Sometimes they're just walking because, hey, it's COVID nineteen, and I can't go to my favorite places because I don't want to get sick, or hey. Fitness is a thing that I care about, and I just want to go for a walk. It's a nice day. If he wasn't bothering you or your things or anyone on the street, then you shouldn't have been bothering him. Go in the house, play Call of Duty, yell at the TV or your wife or your dog or whatever it is. Have another (laughs) glass of C4 nitrous, whatever it is. I don't care. Just stop bothering black people. We didn't do anything to you. Um, So there's him. My dummy is Nick Cannon. Dude, stop having babies. Stop having babies. Stop having twins. Um, it's your prerogative. You make all the money in the world. Nick Cannon is interesting to me because he's everything in any of it. He's a singer, writer, actor, producer, game show host, stand-up comedian. He's he's not good at any of it. But <laughs> he does it. 
I love, but I love that about Nick Cannon. I wish I had his nuts. I really do wish I had his moxie because I would be terrified to get upstage. Nick Cannon had a comedy special called F Nick Cannon, and I know exactly why. You know exactly why he made it or uh, called it, titled it uh, F Nick Cannon, because you knew, he knew, when you saw that Nick Cannon had a comedy special, you were going to say, oh, what, Nick Cannon? This yeah. <laughs> is not funny. But did it stop him? No. I love that about Nick Cannon. But Nick Cannon still having babies, man. That's money. It's going out left and right. And then I don't even know. The baby mama's not even like Mariah Carey or nothing. Where he's like, all right, we can split amicably and she don't need nothing from me. She's got her money. This is like I off of Instagram or something. What do I know? I'm stupid, you know. Hey, man. But, there's, there's a lot of sponsorship opportunities out there. I have a really good really. story of the week. <laughs> Mine is Kristen <laughs> Cowlary hitting the gym in 192 dollars workout looks listen target sells sweatpants that's all i gotta say two hundred dollars to go to the gym and sweat that thing out yeah yeah <laughs> I, I got i got an old navy shirt i cut up like five times nobody cares yeah i mean just that's it all right well fellas thanks for rolling closing in on episode 200 get ready we're gonna have a big celebration uh cocktails uh, hors d'oeuvres, maybe some sparkling cider and get really rowdy. But stay tuned. We'll be back again next week. Thank y'all out there for listening. Thank y'all for rolling. This episode of Last Movie Files has been filed.